0: to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited you taking time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. For more information about us, I ask that you please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all lowercase, all one word, and there you can find a lot more information about us. We have links to our social media account, a way of contacting us with your Bible questions. We love getting questions. Uh, any comments you might have, uh, links to our Facebook account, other social media accounts as well. Uh, we ask that you would follow us on one of those and give us a, a rating there. We hope it would be a good rating. We have nothing but positive remarks. And uh, we, we're just so grateful that God has allowed us to have those. And for every listener who is in a persecuted country, please know this: we are praying for you each and every day. Also, on our web page, if you would please uh, check out our affiliates at the bottom of the page. If you're in, in need any of those items there, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. If you would buy those through our affiliates, that would help financially support us, as we receive a small commission. And so. There's also a prayer request page there as well. And if you have a prayer request, we would love to be able to put that up for you. We have so many people that do go and visit that and pray for you. And for those who go there, uh, I get an email occasionally or a message saying, Hey, uh, that's the same list as last week. Yes, sir. You're right. It is. We don't get dramatic changes and requests on a weekly basis. And so. We would love it if you had a prayer request that you would please submit it. Today we're going to continue our discussion of historical evidences, and we're going to talk about uh, the resurrection and its implications. And so I I want us to keep in mind uh, as we go through the study of historical Christian evidence that uh, what are we trying to do here? It, I mean, seriously, it is stated there's an abundance of evidence, and we've talked about this in the, in the past uh, five or so podcasts. Uh, there's lots of historical evidence to adequately prove that Jesus is the Son of God. The Bible is the Word of God. Uh, there's abundance of evidence in our hand uh, coming from a historical New Testament that Jesus is everything he claimed to be. Uh, we've already talked about how he you know he's walked on water he changed water into wine uh, he healed the sick he raised the dead we've talked a lot about that in previous podcasts probably will continue to talk about that and so uh, here is a here's a, there's an event that takes place in the new testament the sign the supreme sign that jesus was raised from the dead. And I really, people will argue with you that that really didn't happen, but I want to try to show us today that you can see that Christ was, in fact, resurrected, that it is a fact of history, the implications of that resurrection are that you can can put it in your left hand, you can read the book of Genesis, and you can put it in your right hand, and you can read the book of Revelation and say, I believe everything that is compiled here in this book we call the Bible. And that's because the resurrection, honestly, is the supreme sign of the divine nature of Jesus. That he was God in the flesh. And I want us to consider those implications of the resurrection Regarding the trustworthiness of your Bible, as well as the Old Testament, the New Testament, and all of it. So, I want us to see that. And so, we're going to read here 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And... uh, Please, if you have a Bible, turn there with me and, and read it with me. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Update. If you don't have a Bible, you can go to our webpage and click on the little Bible verse there, and it will take you uh, to a, a webpage that you can read and follow along. And of course, if you don't own a Bible, there we now have a Christian bookstore there. You can buy a Bible, have it shipped straight to your house, have your favorite version uh, language and so on oh, they have it all it's amazing so anyway first uh, corinthians 15 and uh, we're going to start in verse 15 moreover we are even found to be false witnesses of god because we testified against god that he raised christ whom he did not raise if in fact the dead are not raised For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sin. Then those who are also fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Verse 19. If we have hope in Christ in this life only, we are of most men to be pitied. Okay, so uh, verse 25 here. If you can read on down here. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. So preaching this gospel, uh, is, is this verse talking about, is this section that Paul is talking about in Corinthians? He says, are we preaching in vain? What, what, what would be preached? You know, and he says the gospel. The gospel just really means the good news. The good news is about... Justification from sin, uh, that we have been made right with God. Uh, The blood of Jesus has cleansed us. We have salvation, and we are free from the death penalty uh, uh, that sin brings because Christ died for us. Uh, Our faith is in vain. Uh, Faith is the object or thing believed in. We can have faith in our children, we can have faith in Our spouses, or employers, whatever, that is what really faith is. So, again, it is impractical to to conceive uh, the Christian faith apart from a personal faith in the resurrection of Jesus, since that is the object of our belief in eternal life, that Jesus is Lord himself. He is God himself. The apostles, are false witnesses? You know, I mean, I'm referring back to this verse that we just read. If the stories that they told of Christ and His resurrection are not true, it would be ludicrous to to regard them as sincere and honest men. And here they have recorded the resurrection of Christ. They record an empty tomb, and if if this is all a lie. The apostle says to the church in Corinth, we're still lost in our sins. There's there's, there's no redemption. There has been no forgiveness. And believers, they, we simply are just going to die. And again, that is the only logical conclusion you can draw apart from the resurrection of Jesus. It's kind of uh, like the dog, you know, we have here. We rescued you, you know. Uh, once she's dead, it, it's over with. There's there's no destiny for her. There's, there's nothing more. But the Bible teaches there is more. There is a spiritual life. We are all spiritual beings. We're all headed uh, to one or two places. There is no in-between here. And Paul says, look, if the resurrection of Christ is not true, we're being persecuted, we're being discriminated against, uh, we're, we're looked upon as fools, all for nothing. We're going through all this for nothing if, if this is not true. And so, again, here here's the Apostle John. Turn with me to John chapter twenty. John chapter twenty. We're going to start in verse thirty. Therefore. Many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but have been written so that you may believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing in him, you will have life in his name. And so, again, this word Christ in the Greek simply means it comes from the Hebrew term Messiah or the Anointed One. Uh, the Old Testament prophesied of a Messiah to come and deliver Israel. Uh, and Jesus proclaimed uh, that he was that Christ. He was the fulfiller of the Old Testament messianic prophecies of him. Uh, again, Jesus, he, he claimed to be the Son of God. In other words, he was deity. He was equal to the Father in his nature In his existence, so these two claims, uh, again, they 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 constitute the New Testament uh, regarding the historical Jesus. In Romans chapter one verse four, it says that that he is the bodily resurrection of the Godhead, and so this has lots of implications. If you if people claim that they are a Christian, but they do not believe that Jesus really died, if they do not believe that he truly resurrected, they they have not really studied out the New Testament. I, period. I mean, I hate to say that, but that's just the way it really is. You, the, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus is the central focus of Christianity. It is the central focus of of the new testament it is a fulfillment of the prophecies of the old testament again resurrection obviously it has to be a sign of deity or a sign of god it's just mere men cannot raise themselves otherwise their graveyards would be empty the cemeteries wouldn't have anybody in them and so again jesus pointed out to this event as a divine sign turn with me again. Again, we're going to be in John but chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse 18. John chapter 2, starting in verse 18. The Jews said to him, What sign do you show us as to your authority for you doing these things? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews Then said, it took 46 years to build this temple, and you will raise it up in three days. Verse 21, but he was speaking at the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. So speaking to his apostles, he says, hey, uh, the Messiah could be identified by his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Turn with me to Luke, Luke chapter 24. We're going to start in verse 44. Now he said to them, These are my words, which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things which were written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Boy, he covers all the entire Uh, Old Testament, and he does that because certain sections of the Jews only believed in certain parts of what we call the Old Testament. So he covers it all and says, look, everything talks about me. Verse 45, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, thus it was written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead on the third day. And then verse 47, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem you are my witnesses of these things okay and so Paul says that the resurrection would be an identifying sign of the Messiah of the Christ you can find that in Romans chapter 1 verse 4 so if Christ is therefore he's raised from the dead he is totally trustworthy and all that have his claims have been sustained. So, the resurrection uh, for me proves that the Bible is the Word of God. And the argument from the resurrection to the Bible, I think, gives it total reliability. Why? Because if Christ was raised from the dead, he's divine, and what he has claimed is true. Jesus claimed that the scriptures are the word of God. He would say that in John chapter 10, verse 35. And since Jesus was raised from the dead, he's the son of God, and his claims for the scriptures have to be true. And then the son of God has to be reliable. You can trust him. He is always going to tell you the truth. He endorses the Old Testament as the word of God. And and the deity of Jesus, for me, it really verifies the Old Testament. If Christ was raised from the dead, that proves him to be God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22 and verses 31 and 32. But regarding the resurrection of the dead... Have you not read? Uh-oh, he's going to quote an Old Testament thing here. Have you not read what was spoken by God? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. And so, again, Jesus, he's quoting Moses from Exodus chapter 3, verse 16. So a little side note here. If Christ was raised, he's God. He's totally trustworthy. He is quoting the book of Exodus that Moses wrote and said what God said about it. Again, Matthew chapter 12, verses 38 through 40. I mean, Jesus says here, As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So, Again, if Christ is raised from the dead, uh, he was, he is God, and he is reliable and he when he said Jonah was, then Jonah was Jesus said that jonah's uh, the events literally actually took place, and that the prophecy of Jonah was a historical prophecy of his own historical death, burial, and resurrection. This was not a spiritual point to be made. It is a literal point to be made. Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 37. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving into marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came came and took them all away and so it will be with the coming of the son of man so again jesus speaks as noah as a real historical person and the events around noah were actual events that took place and again the ark was a actual literal sea going uh barge is really what it was our vessel and so Again, this is something I'm trying to make a point, and I've made, I've tried so hard in the past podcasts as well. We have so many people that really believe that the Bible is just made up stories. Well, how can they be made up stories if Jesus actually gives them credibility that they actually took place? Again, we're seeing that Jesus endorsed the statement of Moses in Genesis chapter 6 through chapter 9, uh, what he actually took place in space and time. Okay, so Matthew, uh, Jesus quotes Genesis to answer the question of the Pharisees. Matthew chapter 19. Let's look at that. Matthew chapter 19. I know we're reading a lot more verses than normal. Uh, I know last week we didn't read any, and so I apologize for that. I was aware of that as we recorded it, Uh, just the way things fell in the point i was trying to make so matthew chapter 19 starting in verse 3 some pharisees came to jesus testing him and asking is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all and he answered and said have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and he said for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and will be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Verse 6. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Okay, so here's the question. Is it lawful for man to put his wife for any reason? And again, here, notice how Jesus says, Have you not read? Again, he's given credibility to the creation event that is recorded in Genesis. God created a male and a female. I know it's not politically correct to say that, but that's the sex that we've all been given, one or the other. And so we need to understand that God is given credibility. The Bible says that God created a man and a woman. And what's the purpose, obviously, is is to uh, go out and Uh, conquer the earth, uh, to fill it, to subdue it, to make babies, okay? And so, uh, you have to have a male and a female, the last time I checked, to be able to do that. So, back to the point. If Christ was resurrected from the dead, and we have, that is a fact of history. He is trustworthy, and it goes without saying that God is was in the flesh, and Jesus was that man in representing God. The resurrection is a proven fact of history. I mean, you you can go on and you can read the last chapter of Luke and see how many people were witnesses to the very fact that Luke records saying 500 more people saw Jesus walking around after uh, the empty tomb, after he was executed. And again, going back, well, Jesus faked his death. No, he did not. Uh, these guys were Roman soldiers. Their profession was executioners. And I guarantee you, they knew what a dead man looked like. Uh, they would have been punished severely. In fact, they could have been executed themselves if they allowed a man that had been condemned by Pilate to go free. They could have found themselves on a chopping block. So they're not going to do that. Neither would you. I mean, seriously, think about it. And so the death of Jesus is real. The resurrection of Jesus is real. It's historically documented and recorded. And there are many witnesses who said that and was willing to die for that fact. So I certainly hope uh, this podcast, as we go through this historical evidence type uh, series, that you're getting some good basic information that will help you say, Hey, I, I want to know more about that. And that you will go find some things, uh, books, uh, take a class, whatever it is that you need to do to understand the historical evidences of the Bible. I I certainly hope that you will hit that like button, that you will follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, Please tell others about us. It is the best way for us to continue to grow. Uh, Follow us on our social media accounts. and We would certainly love more reviews uh, and positive comments on not only uh, social media accounts, but on your podcasting app as well. Uh, We do see those. We get alerts that people have done that. We uh, may not know who you are, but we know that it has been done. Again, I want to thank you for listening. I certainly hope that you'll continue to listen to us as we continue uh, this idea of historical-type evidences. And next week, we plan to again to talk more about the empty tomb and the resurrection of Jesus. Thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may he have the glory.